Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. I've noticed a trend lately. I find it enlightening and encouraging. More and more people are praying for the prodigals, praying for people that are away from God to return home. Prayer requests are generally those sincere desires that God would respond to an immediate need, mostly in the realms of health, sometimes in the realm of provision. And we know God is both provider, Jehovah Jireh, and he is healer, Jehovah Rapha. We believe this, and we should boldly come before the throne of grace for such needs. We are taught to bring these needs to God in faith, and we do right to do so. Sometimes, though, the true desires of our hearts are not revealed. Maybe they're just too private. Maybe we are afraid people will judge us for saying it. Or maybe we think that our prodigal, our loved one that is away from God, is beyond God's reach. But that's changing. I've noticed something. I've noticed people are praying more and more and more for prodigals and lost loved ones. You see, when God is preparing to move, we start looking outward in our prayer requests and stated desires before God. And one of the telltale signs that people have begun to look outward is when you start hearing people pray for prodigals, for lost loved ones, for friends, neighbors, and coworkers. And this is what we sense now. People are praying for those away from God to come back home. This week on our daily devotion, I'm focusing on those who are away from the kingdom of God, who have drifted away, who have run away. I'm focusing on the people that are afar off that need to come back to God. And in today's devotion, I just want to call it Keep the Light Burning. Never underestimate the drawing power of a home. Never underestimate the magnetism of love, your love, Your hope, your prayers, they have the power to draw people back home. It's not Christmas, but why is it that at Christmas, Christmas we hear so many songs about coming home? The emphasis of Christmas should rightly be on our recognition of the incarnation when God became man when heaven drew near earth in humility and majesty. But in our day and age, Christmas has become synonymous with home. You go home for Christmas. And over the years, traditions have been established, songs have been written, and a culture has been formed that to be home for the holidays is a chief hope and dream of all. I mean, think of some of the songs There's no place like home for the holidays. Please come home for Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas. 
Let me just stop here and say, even though it's a long way to Christmas, why wait until then? Why don't we start praying those yearning prayers for the prodigals right now? Let's anticipate their return. Figuratively, why don't we put a burning candle in the windows of our home saying, you are welcome here. You are welcome to come back home. The drawing power of home is revealed in popular folk music about home. Take me home, country roads, sweet home, Alabama, green, green grass of home, old Kentucky home, and the house is not a home. Or what about the song simply called Home? Canadian singer and songwriter Michael Bublé wrote the song describing a time in his life when he was separated from his fiancée by thousands of miles of ocean. He was touring in Italy and wanted to tell her how much he missed her. Another summer day has come and gone away in Paris and Rome, but I want to go home, home. It differs one letter from the word hope, and home and hope call to mind a glowing hearth emitting warmth and joy and peace, the drawing power of home. Let me mention one more grouping of songs. What about the songs we once sang about heaven? This world is not my home. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home, home where I belong. Yes, there's a longing for home. It's the drawing power of home. That was the power in Luke 15 that drew the prodigal son home. He remembered his father's house. You see, Luke 15 is the lost and found chapter of the Bible. Here we see the divine impulse. We see the heart of God. One sheep was missing from a flock of 100. And the good shepherd goes out to find the lost sheep. And upon recovery, a party is thrown. A woman lost one of her 10 coins, probably a dowry coin and considered very precious. She lit a lamp and she swept her home until she found it. And upon recovery, she threw a party. And finally, we come to that penultimate parable we call the prodigal son, the son who, in effect, wished his father dead, demanded his inheritance, wasted it in a distant country, and eventually longed for home. What is a prodigal? Dennis Rainey addressed that question in Family Life magazine a number of years ago. He first warned that not each and every child who exhibits troubling or rebellious behaviors are what we have in mind when we say the word prodigal. Just the ordinary slings and arrows of raising children to become adults do not meet the bill of prodigals. Rainey wrote, a true prodigal child will show extreme defiance and rebellion as a pattern over an extended period of time. In fact, the word defiance catches it all. A stubborn, rebellious spirit that rebels against authority, refuses to acknowledge responsibility for faults, and doesn't embrace the truth. 
He goes on to describe the presence of a prodigal in a home, disobeys rules and boundaries, disrespects authority, is unteachable, they refuse to accept responsibility, they become deceitful, disintegrating, and out of control. And perhaps as I've shared this, faces are coming to your mind, names are coming to your mind, or the prodigal you know may be of a completely different sort. But those of us who know prodigals, we see their faces, we hear their voices, we recall instances that make these definitions come to life. But we don't necessarily need a dictionary to tell us the identity of the prodigal. What we want to know, how does a prodigal come home? The first we've mentioned here is the drawing power of home. Second is the drawing power of our Lord. Jesus said, if I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. God sees their behavior and God sees your tears. God can bring them home. There's a beautiful story in the Old Testament about a woman telling a parable to a king. And within that parable is a petition, a prayer request, if you will. She is called simply a wise woman of Tekoa. King David is mourning over the separation from his son Absalom. And so profound was the remorse that people near and dear to him began to fear for his health and sanity. His nephew Joab calls for the wise woman of Tekoa, who tells a parable to the king. The woman said, I am a widow. I had two sons that quarreled in the field, and there was no one there to mediate. One of my sons killed his brother, and everyone now wants me to release my remaining son to be put to death for the murder of his brother. King David's heart was moved. He promises to use all of his power to protect her remaining son. Then that wise woman of Tekoa says, in effect, King, if you would do this for a stranger's son, why won't you do this for your own son? Why won't the king bring his banished son home again? Then this woman utters some of the most profound words in Scripture, plumbing to the depths of the heart of God. In 2 Samuel 14, 14, she said, For we will surely die and become like water spilt on the ground, which cannot be gathered again. Yet God does not take away a life but he devises means so that his banished ones are not expelled from him. God devises means. He makes a way. We pray for our prodigals because God will make a way. He will make a way to bring them home again. Years ago, a broken young woman walked down a dark, cold city street a nearby woman had pity on her and invited her in for a bite to eat. Seated in front of the fireplace on that winter's night, the young woman asked, I was drawn to this home because of a candle burning in the window. Why is it there? And the woman replied, that light is for my wayward daughter. She ran away from home 10 years ago, and I pray daily for her return. I have kept a light in the window burning each night for 10 years. She paused and said, Others don't understand. 
but I love her. I am her mother. And often in the night, I open the doors I did tonight, look into the darkness and cry, Lizzie? Lizzie? The young woman had been listening to her. She began to weep. And the elderly mother said, oh, I'm so sorry. How cold and sick you seem. You, you have trouble enough of your own without hearing mine. And the mother stopped and looked closer at the young lady in the firelight and a glimmer of recognition. She stopped talking. Her heart missed a beat. Her emotion began to well up inside of her. Oh, honey, can it be? Is it true? Can it be possible? Yes, yes it is. You are my Lizzie. You are my own lost child. And God has brought you home to me again. A true story. And I use that true story to remind you, don't give up. Don't you dare give up. You leave that light burning in your home, irrespective and regardless of what all others say. God sees your tears. God marks their steps. And God devises ways to bring them back home to him and back home to you. I want that family circle to never be broken here and in the world to come. And so why not just go ahead and keep the light burning? God bless you. Let's pray for those who are away. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.